Saturday. I don't know if there's any games happening today, but I hope you're having a good day so far. I know it's early, but if you're awake, I'm happy you're with me. We're going to get started in a few minutes, but enjoy some Lancy Foe while we wait. Or while I get ready, really. Okay. This is off his new album, Life in Hell. I believe supposedly you know he has connection with yay i just wanted to hear his his music i've seen him a lot fashion wise working with him modeling and things like that but i haven't seen or heard i've also heard him like in interviews but i've yet to hear his real music so listening to it for the first time makes sense you know he's a playboy fan like Yay is a Playboy fan, so this is Playboy S. Makes sense. What's good? What's good? Good morning. We're gonna get started very soon. Let me know if you heard Lancy Foe's album yet. This was produced by Kajanata, so I'm just I'm just here for the vibes. So today we're getting into the hidden history, ancestral magic voodoo reparations with 19 keys in Tariq Nasheed. We did a part one to this already, and I got—I didn't get to finish the entire um, movie or documentary or conversation, basically, and I kind of just wanted to hear it. So listen along, and obviously I'm going to give my commentary here and there, of course, and obviously chime in in the chat. Let me know what you guys are thinking of what they're talking about, the conversation itself. Let's start, you know, let's spark the conversation ourselves, and let's get into it. Yeah. Like today. So you have to cut off, right, that before, because they have foresight. They always think of the future. They always want to ruin, not, I mean, not to ruin, but to own time, Yeah. right? So yeah. they say, no, we can never allow an age where we have a lineage of charismatic, intellectual, masculine, right, black men mm -hmm. that 
have resources and that are able to, you know, sway the people in their way because that would be something impossible to stop. Exactly. And that's why that was the real reason they went after the Black Panthers up there because the gun thing, they, they didn't trip on the gun thing. What they were tripping on was that free damn breakfast program. Oh, yeah. That was the real threat because now if you can feed a people, you can lead a people, mm. and that's the foundation of nature building. That's when they started getting targeted and they had to really wipe those brothers and sisters out. And they were feeding the community. They wipe out the Black Panthers and then the U.S. government adopts the free breakfast program. Mm. That's when they said there was no free breakfast program in this country that's before the Black Panthers yeah. at all. In fact, there's so many other things that we've created. Paramedics in this country, EMTs, the first EMTs were black people in Philadelphia, in, mm. in Pittsburgh. Mm. There were no EMTs. When you got shot or somebody ran you over, the morgue would come pick you up or the police would come throw you in a paddy wagon and take you to a hospital. You didn't have EMTs working on people on the way to the hospital. There was a, a group called the Freedom House Ambulance Company that were all black people. They were trained by some, some white doctors who were trying to experiment with this thing. They were the ones doing the trial and error of EMT work in this country, right. and that's been buried. So we, mm. we pioneered so many things in this country as foundation. Yeah, it, it, it's really a list that is infinite because yeah. no matter, no matter, you know, you go talk computer chips, you go talk yeah. street lights, you go talk all of these things. <laughs> hidden figures or hidden hidden colors, no hidden figures. And, and now we're what we Race produce space. now. We're at this forefront, and and, and to our credit, women, women being computers. Well, at we one say point, we don't have so nothing now. It's not that we didn't do anything. Black women right. at that. So. stolen from us, mm -hmm. right? So I don't. This, this whole thing that black people are lazy and we don't produce none is actually not true at, not all. at all. It's the most no, counter-narrative ever. White people have the privilege of wealth from doing nothing mm -hmm. besides creating unfair legislation and laws that stopped us from doing it so that they can build middle classes for themselves, mm -hmm. right? And upper class and things of that nature. But there's no gift or talent or education and they're not just better financially literate or have some great work ethic. No, it's because it was literally built off the backs of our people. And what they like to do too, they like to get other non-white groups and when they come and build whatever they build, they say, well, look at this group. Yeah. They just came here from Asia somewhere. They just came here from the Caribbean or wherever, and they built something, and you guys didn't right. build nothing here. Yeah. The Arabs came over here. They were from a war-torn country, and look, they got a store. What they don't tell you is that these other groups are not targeted. That's a fact. Like us. We've always been targeted. When we get a stronghold on something and we get financial success, it's almost inevitable that we get targeted. Yeah. Um, when we have businesses like our brother Nipsey, Nipsey has a successful store, all of a sudden, a random hater shows up and gets him in broad daylight. You dig? Yeah. Who just happened to be an informant. Yeah. Going all the way back to the Black Wall Streets, these black people are millionaires building these phenomenal businesses. All of a sudden, they're dropping bombs on them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you Nobody know. Nobody gets targeted like we do. And that happened to 60 plus towns after that. Yes, so indeed. Our story is not told. Our story is one where we're constantly growing, we're constantly building, we're constantly developing, we're constantly working, and then we're constantly opposed. Yeah. It's not, oh, this generation ain't got nothing. It's no. This generation's family built everything, mm -hmm. and everything was stolen from them, and now this generation didn't inherit none of the brilliance and none of the great things that we should have. Because we should see a billionaire family right from all of our inventors. Mm -hmm. So if you take a list of the thousand things that we invented. I wonder how Madam C.J. Walker's today, family is doing. You should see a lineage of wealth directly connected to that. Mm -hmm. Right. But there is no patent wealth mm -hmm. because we didn't we weren't able to trademark and license and copyright and patent. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no uh, uh, extreme land wealth. Mm -hmm. We had land, but also they stole so much land was stolen from the government because we didn't know how to set up. Right, our wills and our trust and right. things of that nature. And and to build on that, when She's you look 70, at a lot of black celebrities who got I mean, a lot of money, I found notice how it's not a living really relative of Madden C.J. Walker, seventy years generation. old. Mm. Look at some of the living in Chicago. Michael Jackson, who's this stuff passed down to? Um, like some white kids kind of fighting. She's over a journalist. Him. That's a fact. Look at Prince. Prince I'm not stuff saying is that she should have right now. They are still fighting over his stuff. Nobody Look at some of these athletes out here. Who are they really passing their stuff down to? Uh, and we really just started getting large amounts of money, especially in sports and entertainment, really in the last 40 years. Mm. You understand? I think LeBron is the only candidate right to pass now. down, LeBron and Jay-Z, right. to pass down a massive amount, a lump sum of wealth mm -hmm. to a generation that will inherit it that are 
two black parent households. Right. You understand right. me? Which is very rare. Right. Very right. rare. Because right. if you look at the rest, there's there's none. Right. Right. Whitney Houston. We saw what happened with her. Mm -hmm. She had one daughter. Daughter died. Mm. You see? Where's yeah. that money now? Yeah. You see, we see this all across the board. Oprah, no kids. Where's that money gonna go? See, yeah, because you can get as much. If you are not a threat. You can be a trillionaire if you don't have anybody to pass it down to. Right. This is a lifetime of wealth. It's not generational. Right. Generational wealth is where you start to see the Duponts. Right. You start to see, you know, the 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 Waltons. Right. You you see the J the J P Morgan family. That's generational wealth that right. is passed down, inheriting industries mm -hmm. that we utilize today every single day that we don't think about. And that's the threat. See, yes. When you get a fresh new generation that's going to start off with all of that, that's threatening because, see, with an Oprah, you can control Oprah. Mm. You see? You can control it in a tape. Mm. You can threaten him with his career. But you give $100 million to some new kid, oh, I mean, yeah. what the hell I want to do they with They could be thing? radical. They could be real radical. Yeah. You dig? So, Speaking of, how come a lot of people, you know, I've seen skits on HBO, I see sometimes you know, uh, political pundits, they poke at you. They always throw your name in the pot. Mm -hmm. And they synonymize it with... I never uh, knew hotel, people knew, like, Tariq Nasheed. But they use it as a pejorative. Right. I yeah, knew they, him they back when I was in middle hotel. school. Mm -hmm. And but I was, like, what is it listening and watching... What is it about Tariq Nasheed, um, Hidden um, Colors, that like, his documentary series? The but I didn't know people knew him. Like, right, black Americans don't like Today, I'm hearing and seeing him on the jumper. And I'm going to get into that interview as well. As a leader, right? I did not know people knew him. And, and you kind of have cool influence, but everybody, a lot people of people have influence. Know, right? The Nasheed influence is directly connected whole whole thing. to I mean, the root of consciousness in black America because you educated so many people, mm -hmm. right? So your opinion matters where you sway people, right? Right. And that the reason they have a problem with me in particular, especially around political season, like now, but even outside of political season. There's always jabs being thrown at me. The whole narrative is to kind of discredit me. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Right. Don't listen to me. The reason why is because I'm one of the few people who can talk to an intellectual audience. I've done lectures at Yale before. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can talk to an intellectual crowd, but I can also get down in the streets and talk to the G's. Yes, sir. And most people can't do that. That's a fact. That's the thing. And that's a problem to them. People like Malcolm X could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a few people who can do that, but that's really rare. And yeah. they don't like that. They look at you as a threat when you can talk to the intellectual crowd and they're listening to you. Yeah. And you can talk to not just the grassroots, but the street dudes are yeah. listening to you because they look at the street cats as soldiers. Yeah. You see, they look at them like somebody gives them a cue. They can be galvanized and they can do whatever. Yeah. So they've always looked at that as somewhat of a threat. And, and, and I can hmm. understand that. To get rid of the uh, gang members, the, the whole, because the mm, the like they have soldiers in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they're, they're no longer pushing strong black men in positions of political power. Right. Right. Now, the new tool is let's find a black woman to push up in political power. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it seems. Great. It always seems great. It mm -hmm. always seems, you know, like, okay, behind this is women empowerment. Mm -hmm. Right. But it seems like the they're putting the black woman into, into the forefront. Right? And as always, for our people, being the leader, one thing to or stand being the one that the shields everyone else. Throw out mm. our significant dates in Black history mm -hmm. to gaslight us, to connect with us. Like oh, we it's have a lot of women that we can think about. Rosa Parks. Like I can name off a lot of women more than I can name off a lot of men. Black women. Yeah. That help political positions in ways sure to elevate the Black community, or like to like get even if she's LGBT, certain privileges that we have now. You know what I mean? And I call them privileges, but like rights. I mean, rights that we have now. White Zaddy, the Supreme Court lady, Tanya Brown. White zaddy, mm. you see, um, that's not by accident. Yeah. They understand who you lay up with, Angela especially Davis. as a woman. Yeah. If you're laying up with a man, you're going to take on that man's ideology. That's the fact. That's just human nature. Yeah. So they understand like a that more men these are proxies for the white supremacist male when they get these women who's laying up with these people in the dominant society. So what are they really going to do for black people? Nothing. Mm. Mm -hmm. You said a lot right there, brother. Mm -hmm. I ain't had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that that's a very key. And what I want people when they listen, well, number one, I want you to try to get out your feelings for a second, mm -hmm. and I want you to think critical about reality and what we're saying. 
and why we're saying it, right? And ask yourself, what is the vision you want for black America? Mm -hmm. One of the things that we don't have and that we need more of is a vision, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because a vision aligns us and we can easily say, okay, you're with this and you're against us. Why do you think we have not had a vision? I think that every time we had a vision, it's, it's been opposed by the U.S. government, specifically the FBI. Right, 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 right. They made it their job that any black man or woman that created a, some sort of constitution, some sort of vision, was killed, was defamed, right, was put into some situation where that vision in the minds of the people was destroyed. Because they understand how powerful it is that if you give a focused black man a vision, you understand me? You give his helpmate, a black woman, that same vision. It is almost impossible to stop those, Putting those from two together. Yeah, reality. we have such a power. You le you're leading on each other. Right? I don't the, know. The, the, just the heart, obviously, you know, vibrates more voltage of electricity, more magnifying power than the mm. brain. Right. I learned but when that you get in a vision, it's something that you feel. The seven spiritual laws of success, like the heart. Right. So is right now, the brain. our like vision it's, is being it was, steered it was through before programming else, so. on social media, on TV, I mean, it makes sense. movies. The heart music the blood is writing the narratives the of our right? image because wow. they know how to weaponize our vision for them. Yes. If I can train you up and the academia of my history, if I can train you up like the same way I was watching Hidden um, uh, Figures yesterday, mm -hmm. if I train, if I take the most brilliant black women that you have and I weaponize them for our propaganda and I'll fight against Russia, which matters not to the Their own you know, liberation of right. your people, mm -hmm. but now I give them trophy. Now I'll give them position. But they now become they no like... they see themselves as black. They see themselves in a higher class. They see themselves as rich, mm -hmm. right? They see themselves as everything else than black last. Right, right. So... What they understand is not only yeah, how to destroy a vision, but how to use a people who have a powerful ability to bring vision into reality, mm. right? Yeah. Because now they may have started something, but you're going to help us finish it. Right. You understand right, me? Right. Most of when you see those, you know, memes out there, some little black kid took the Mensa test and he's smarter than Einstein. Mm. What is he going to do with that intelligence? Right. He's going to a white academia. Mm -hmm. So they they understand the power of our collective brain trust mm -hmm. and the power of our ability to manifest things into existence at a high level. So they, they make sure that, number one, the mind of the brown man and woman stays distracted. You, you have to know what's going on in the celebrity world. You have to know all of these things that are not an asset to you. 100% of all most of information you have is a liability to you because the energy that you're using to look over here, you're distracted from what you could be building over here. And, when they, and you just made a good point. When you get a little black kid who happens to show genius tendencies, white society will get that kid and separate them. Yeah. You separate them from the herd. Yes. So we don't let you use that genius for your own people. Exactly. But we are a very magical people, man. Yeah. The magic that we have is powerful. We can literally just thread things into existence. Yeah. Our creativity, our consciousness, our dance, our expression, right? Our, our, our spiritual innovation allows us to, you know, be alchemists. We mm -hmm. still utilize that power of voodoo. Mm -hmm. We still call things into existence. Yes, but sometimes we don't know you know, how we did it, yeah. right? Some of us are acting where we're just talented and we're just naturally gifted at production, at manifestation, at alchemy, at all of these things, but there's no standard to be like, yo, this is what you're tapping in. Because mm -hmm. now you become a master on earth. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Now you at this highest level, ain't nobody can do nothing with you. And there's a few of us that tap into that thread. Mm -hmm. And once you know they, your power, they start calling you ignorant. Mm -hmm. They start calling you cocky. They call you a narcissist. They call you everything. But they never call you unsuccessful mm -hmm. because what you're doing is working. Mm -hmm. When we look at Kanye West and we look at the propaganda that he puts out, he learned to tap into their systems. Yeah. He learned calling and things into existence using design. your voice. He the golden ratio. He understand the mathematics Speaking of how to create existence. things in certain proportions and how to produce Commanding success from your ideas existence. that you have. Mm -hmm. Because they tapped into our systems when we were that. building pyramids, when we were building structures that, really. and temples, and when we were creating machines. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, damn. All we got to do, we ain't got to create nothing. We just need to learn they, they systems, right, and then go build our own world. And you just reminded me of something, them tapping into our systems. When I was in Haiti, and even when I go to New Orleans, you know, 
mostly white people study voodoo. Mm-hmm. White mm. people will learn voodoo. Or the Clintons doing it. They'll scare us. Like they, what were you they doing some again? of those voodoo oh, priestess? Okay. It's white people mm. in there trying to get the game. Oh, when I went to South Africa, I went to a bookstore out there and <laughs> it was trying um, to get the game. I'm dead. Trying to get the game. Like readings and like all of this stuff. And mm. I'm looking at the books, and it's like all Alistair Crowley books on the wall. Mm. You understand me? Mm. And this is in a, this is in South Africa, mm. right? All black people, and most people don't know who Alistair Crowley is, and they can right. look him up. Yeah, you're right, because then you start to understand. You know, and he was a fraud. Yes, he was. Right? Mm-hmm. But most people utilize and think of him as higher than he really what is. But that system is something that they take serious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That ability, that Luciferian system, that ability mm-hmm. to turn the people backwards. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this is what they did with us. They put a spell on our our entire culture. Mm-hmm. Everything that is good, that is bad, we think is good. Everything mm-hmm. is good, we think bad, right? Mm-hmm. Our whole vision is backwards, so it sends us backwards. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, we, we prop people up for killing in our culture, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if you kill Crazy. in our culture, you become a hero. Mm-hmm. If you save somebody in our culture, you're not seen as a hero, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you captain save them. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so saviorism is not actually celebrated in our culture. Martyrism is. Yeah. Right? If you die for us, then we can give you credit. Maybe you meant what you said. But if you are a leader that lives a long time, nah, you must be a sellout. You must be a fraud. Mm-hmm. Because you believe that this God is actually more powerful, right, than the God of good. Mm-hmm. So why would... And most people don't even understand that this is the mindset. So we eat bad foods and we think that this is our our best way of celebrating life. You only get one life, so why not treat yourself terrible? This is all backwards thinking. So speaking of backwards thinking and and, and Alistair Crowley, you reminded me, a lot of people talked about the rumors of him being connected with the music industry and Alistair Crowley would... And, and some other higher ranking people in the music industry would put hit messages in records mm. and you play the records backwards and you would hear these messages. Yes. They would put them in Beatles records. Right. And they said that that's what uh, Charles Manson was listening to mm. when he did the health and scale the whole. Yeah. So all of that stuff ties in. Yeah, because that all goes to Alan Turing, right? Him creating those algorithm machines that, you know, um, helped them win the war against the Germans, right? Because they was able to decode the messages that the Germans were sending. So Alan Turing was their genius, but he was also a homosexual, mm. so they never celebrated him, oh, wow. right? But he is essentially said to be, you know, the Turing machine and, and how to use it is the father's like algorithm and the philosophy and the, the thesis of AI, artificial mm. intelligence. Mm. So they went on to use, you know, some of that same thesis when they started creating MK Ultra and mm. things of that nature, which is the CIA mind control yeah projects and so you know when you got these projects that's being laid out you know some were carried out in san francisco and oakland and different places the Bay yes. Area has had a lot of experimental things happen up there. Yes, yeah. and they was dropping them people off. So when you see, when you see the modern product of a city, you have to say, what was the history of things that created the culmination, right? right. You don't see it in Iowa or Ohio, mm-hmm. but in certain condensed cities, there was certain experimentation that were being ran, and a lot of these patients and people were just being dropped off over there as well. Um, after the radical 1960s, we we don't know how thorough some of these militant groups were. You had black militant groups like the Black Liberation Army doing a lot of work up there in the Bay, mm-hmm. down here, all over the country. The dominant society had to figure out, we got to do something about these aggressive black men. Yeah. Yeah. So in the early 70s, the streets started to get flooded with psychotropic drugs, all of this mm-hmm. acid and LSD and Sherm and all yeah. of this stuff. That's when that became real big. Mid to late 70s, crack cocaine came out of the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Tootie um, Reese. Tootie Reese was a drug dealer out here. He got the formula from, from crack and yeah. brought it down here. That's how it got popping because they were experimenting with making it up there. It's real heavy stuff. So yeah. they were deliberately putting this stuff in the streets at a very specific time for a very specific purpose. At the height of consciousness, specifically yes. political consciousness as well. Yeah. If, if you see a people being militarized, they become political, they become nationalized, mm-hmm. now they're a threat, now they're a problem. Yes. Because now you can see the future. Mm-hmm. I see where these people are headed, 
and I don't like it because they're getting more organized. Yeah. So how do you fractionalize the people? You put them on drugs that detaches them from reality. Mm -hmm. Right now they have no linear thinking. Mm -hmm. Right now they can't make decisions. So they never go tap into that mind of God again. So, you know, the, the, when uh, you have a faction of the government who does uh, um, programs to, to literally see if they can create psychics and mind control and create these assassins with mm. keywords and they're they're utilizing um you know this is crazy. they allowed this to be on youtube all these different things mm. like they were trying to see if they can make a person attracted to the same sex during those times yeah these yep. are this is not Mm -hmm. uh, opinionated based things this is stuff you can go study that is historical record mm -hmm. and during that time it was printed in the newspaper mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so this was stuff that you could imagine if that's printed in the newspaper today that CIA says that they run in a mind control program mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it, it probably will get dismissed because we so used to things now but during that time people were in uproar yeah. about certain things mm -hmm. Th that was the difference is people actually were in uproar about things that the government did now we, we accept everything exactly and, and now they, they've it normalized really it so much they'll just not, put it in the music industry now they'll just have people instead of giving you a mind controller using some kind of propaganda they'll get people to rap the shit now yeah so if you look at music now they promote heavy drug use now and smoke weed smoke weed do mollies do mollies do all and when we have people high and whacked out of their mind, they're not going to fight white supremacy. Oh, no. You know. They fighting demons that yeah. don't even exist. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Crack, heroin, PCP, right? Um, ketamine, ADHD, where people utilize uh, Adderall. Man, there's all kind of drugs out there that people utilize. Um, liquor, you know, weed. People are addicted to so many different things, right? And the average person that wants to quit, they can't. They don't have control over their own will, right? Which means they don't have control over their own way and their own destiny, and they're enslaved to the things that they take. Now, see, I like to look at our history and see where we went, right? Right. Where did we go wrong? Flossing. We got to yeah. hold back the flossing. White people know not to floss. Mm -hmm. White people they'll be sitting up here in a dirty t-shirt and some dirty shoes and that will be a billionaire That's you don't even know it That's a you fact. so they learn they know yeah. we ain't trying to show you everything we got yeah the minute we get some we got to go buy a big watch and a big chain and a big old car to yeah. let everybody know that That's we got a fact. the white boy would do the exact opposite i've been in rooms with billionaires and it looks like a homeless shelter you yeah. don't even know who's who or who's doing what but they do not floss they know better yeah that's a lesson man we can yeah. learn uh, uh what's, what was his name frank white Lucas? Frank, Frank Lucas. Lucas, yeah. Yeah, man, if somebody would have told him about Masa Musa, man, he yeah. might have learned the lesson early. <laughs> wearing that fur coat to that fight. Also, you know, trying to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, going back to the drug dealers, Nicky Barnes. When Nicky Barnes got on the cover of the New Yorker magazine, that was the, the beginning of the end for that whole click out there. Yeah. He was a drug dealer. For those who don't know, Nicky Barnes was a Harlem drug dealer. Um, everybody knew he was a drug dealer, and somebody asked him to be on a magazine cover, and he did it to floss. And when he did that, all them RICO charges, everything started coming down on him. So, so also, th th there's something else, you know, I remember when you was on your way to the UK yeah. and there's a ban on you. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's, 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 it's two things I want to get into right there. Because now that, you know, the queen has met her demise, mm -hmm. a, lo a lot of people have a hard time reconciling the history of the royal family and the things that they did, right, towards colonism, uh, colonialism, and them as colonizers, mm -hmm. right, and determining what was their history as mm -hmm. far as the ugly history of the royal family, mm -hmm. right, and then how they separate the queen as being so-called innocent yeah. from that history, mm -hmm. even though she's been the longest proclaimed reigning, right, a, a, a royal leader in the world. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, number one, how did you get banned from the UK, man? Um, how you get banned from a whole country? The only person country. I know was the first Mr. Farrakhan. Minister, yep. And now you. Yeah, we um, we were doing Hidden Colors 5. And we mm. were screening them all over the country, and me and my lady were about to hop on a plane. And right when we got on the plane, American Airlines came with a note. They were like, um, Mr. Nashi, you can't go to the UK. I'm like, really, why, why is that? Well, you're banned, and if we take you over there, the airline is going to be sued. Like, what? Like, yeah, you can't go to the UK. So I had to get on the phone, call them. Like, what? why am I banned? 
they would say, well, your presence is not conducive to the safety of Britain. Well, what does that mean? That's a real vague. Yeah. Answer. So basically, they just me influencing people there. They thought that was a threat. Mm. And um, I, we sent Brother Kaba out there to do the screening because mm. you know I could get out there. But they told me if I if I have a layover in Britain, they're going to detain me. Wow. And I'm not a part of an organization. I'm, I don't have any felonies anymore. And I don't have any criminal cases. Just a person who talks about white supremacy. That's a threat. That, that has that's, that says a lot about when we talk about power systems and structures mm -hmm. and the people that surveillance it and watch it and how they determine. Because you got to imagine these are real people in rooms making decisions. Yeah. And they determine after watching your presentation of hidden colors, mm -hmm. looking at your profile, they had to come up to some conclusion that this influence will have great impact on the citizens, specifically black citizens. Yes, right? Imagine so if 19 keys gonna go to UK, that you this go to is Europe, dangerous this for is mad. Yep. And a lot of people don't think that there's real agendas and people in small rooms making these decisions as far as how the mass population should be influenced. Exactly. But you being banned from UK, mm -hmm. right, is direct proof of that. Yes, indeed. Because yes, you indeed. didn't do any violence to anybody. You didn't commit any crimes. Exactly. You specifically told the truth, right, mm -hmm. in, in the history and delivered that education to our people. And they right. said that that's a threat. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Educating you people. The history that. of the royal family, again, going back to them, they try to play innocent. That's These crazy. are evil people. Mm -hmm. These people have been committing atrocities for the longest, and not just on the general public and the non white people. They do it to themselves. Mm. Look at Princess Diana. Mm. People need really, really need to get into what went down with her mm. when she was with Dodi Fayed, who's a non white person, who's a Muslim. And remember, the British family and those royals in Europe. They don't want another situation where they have Moorish bloodlines mm. coming through. Mm. That was the problem mm. that, that made Europe fall in the first place. Really? The Moors running everything. Oh. So they said, we're not going to have another Moorish situation where mm. this woman is going to have a potentially African baby who's going to have claim to any part of the crown. But, so there's but a now they're, that and that's why they had the beef with the whole, I think it was, I don't that know who Prince it was. That wasn't the paparazzi. That woman was they weren't running for Prince their Henry lives from Philip. some damn people trying to take a picture. Mm -hmm. You know, that don't make sense. Yeah. Dodi Fayed's dad even said that, hey, they were killed. Prince Harry, I'm sorry. Yeah, the they had the beef with the military, Prince Harry the, and the like. British military, they said that. Now look at Meghan Markle now. Yeah, Meg yep, Meghan Markle. somewhat yeah. excommunicated them because like, they have these the mulatto children yeah. now. Mm -hmm. They don't play about the bloodlines at all, mm -hmm. man. That's, That's an Aryan white family right all there. All day. All day. And yeah. they're, they're German. You know that family's German. Yeah. You know? And see, it's, I'm a very logical man. Yeah. If I have a superpower, it is logic. Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, I look at a family that calls themselves a royal family, mm -hmm. which means that they believe that they're supreme, mm -hmm. right? So this is a white supremacist family by the logic and definition of what they represent, mm -hmm. a bloodline, yes. right? This is what they consider to have a supreme or a royal bloodline, mm -hmm. right? These are not people that are interested in mixing. I always wanted African, to know, like, how right, do they, blood. how do you so know when who's you royal? That, Is it just like because like whoever had the most conclusion. money at the time then and then look at the built the most wealth at the time became the family like and their cycles of how they colonized and they stole and they robbed and they killed and they raped and they maimed. There's no other conclusion that you can come from besides that. The royal family is a representation of white supremacy in its truest form. All day. At they, the highest form. Mm -hmm. They colonized, what, 90% of the damn planet. Half the, well, over half the planet was colonized by this one royal yeah, family. Yeah, the people yeah. with the yeah. most money. The and they act like there's some, some type of symbolic crown power. King, no, you know, took over yeah. land. Why do you think, why you think so many Africans mm, love when they was terrible. crying and yeah. sobbing? And did you feel anything? Uh, man, no, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> the, and that just shows how colonized some of you know the non-white people are for them yeah. to sit up there crying over that woman and crying about the queen rape the That's resources crazy. of their homeland yes you dig yeah that shows how deep white supremacy is psychologically yeah so we're gonna right get up now stand in, up in history and time stand man. We, up. We, you ever seen that we had an interesting parallel where we have more information more resources more kind access Mm -mm. more ability to communicate mm -hmm. at any other point in time in the history of this planet earth mm -hmm. what do you believe is that thing that stops us right from 
you know, besides reparations mm -hmm. and, and having that particular resource repaired, but what is that thing that you believe that stop us from committing to that next level of our progress? That's a great question. You know what the problem is, brother? We could get building on your own potential. Mm -hmm. If we really, really getting past mm -hmm. your potential, like because stopping you yourself, the brothers like, and sisters um, down in Florida, word, the Maroons, procrastinating your potential. They were a small number. There's only a few hundred of them yeah. leading uh, the U.S. I don't do that anymore. Mm. I try not to hesitate anymore. Over I just make whatever I want to make now. Those are unarmed people. Press play, These are press, slaves just press who have no weapons. Yeah. Leading media. three armies. When we decide to say, "Hey, enough is enough." Enough will be enough. Yes, sir. A lot of times we don't want the responsibility mm. of running things on our own because we think a lot of us think we kind of got it made. We mm. can just kind of laugh, joke, dance, let white people take care of the, the heavy lifting. We yeah. think we got a little good, a good deal going on right yeah. now. But we also understand if we get the white supremacists out of here, who's going to run the waterwork system? See, mm. now we can't be clubbing mm. and lollygagging. We got to get up at six in the morning. So we want managers. Right, right. See, we want, we think those are cool little managers. They do that. And we can do our little lollygagging and jerking around. We got to get down to serious business because, look, the white supremacists are going to die off, unfortunately, because their numbers are dwindling, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, you know, I, I see. I, I give, I give, like, raw racism yeah. 20, 30 years. Yeah, it, it's not going to be around. Be I, I tell black people yeah. this. They're not going to be running stuff too much longer, just by nature. Yeah. Okay, nature is going to, you know, handle that, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it. We're going to have to start running stuff and getting into the habit mm. of who's going to run them satellites up in the right. sky. Who's going to run the power grids? Who's going to do the non-pretty work? Mm. You see? So you said we, right at this point, we're dependent. Yeah. Are yeah. You, like, and, and, and then, of course, we're talking about races. I can't say of everybody who's, who's handling whatever engineering responsibilities are racist, but, yeah. you know, I can say that, you know, the idea of separation and breaking off completely means that you have to restart. Yes, right? you do. And then you From have scratch, to have the knowledge yeah. in the community of people that's restarting. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can only build to, you know, the intellectual and the educational level mm -hmm. and the ability of those people. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but, you know, and that's why it's dangerous that when we go get educations and we go to HBCUs, and I've seen a recent article, they said that now there's a higher percentage of white students that's coming into these HBCUs, yeah. right, um, that's taking over. So the one thing that we talked about when we took college is that... We can't never have that, huh? It's crazy. So I tell people, yo, college is scamming. You ain't getting... It's not worth it now. But they say, what about the experience? Well, now the experience is becoming gentrified. So you won't even be able to get that experience. There's white people looking for it as well. But when, when they come, they integrate and they gentrify the experience and it waters down. So now you won't be able to get that HBCU experience in the next 10, 20 years. Right. Right. So right. now you really have to see college for what it is. And it's a way of creating a certain class of workers. You dig? But at the same time, it's a scam for them to be able to get money. Yeah. And, yeah. and we can tell that because of the amount of debt right versus the people that actually got educated and then have a skill set that they applied and that was as valuable as that did mm -hmm. see when when we first started having the hbcus you know they were a and e and uh, like agriculture and engineering so there was already jobs ready so we were going to go and get a very specific job now we don't have that we have communications and we, we have all of these useless um, <laughs> yeah. degrees now and yeah. you get out and where are you going to apply this stuff now mm. and I'm not trying to knock anybody from going to college but we have to focus more on trades mm -hmm. and be very specific about what we're going to go to college for what are we going to do specifically not just go to get in debt because yeah. that's what's happening now yeah. you're getting out of college and you're driving for Postmates in debt when that's you get fact. out of college that's not it right there. we got to be more focused about what we need to do yeah, I mean, we, 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 we're going through, you know, um, uh, economic restart over the whole world. New systems are being laid out. By the time this thing finishes and we go through whatever this cycle is that we're going through, the same players that was at the top won't be there. A lot of them are going to be ate up by those who have the ability to buy those companies, expand, right? And then there's going to be new businesses that's going to be built out because you have the millennial and the Gen Z their needs and their wants are different. Mm -hmm. You look at the Asian population, they said that less people are spending. Where there was the, 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 the 
Asian spenders, right, were making up for increasing the the, the economic size over there in China. Mm -hmm. But now they got what they call these super savers, mm -hmm. right? So now they believe in figuring out ways to be as frugal as possible, yeah. right? They don't want to spend a dollar because we've been through these economic cycles that aren't fun to go through, the recessions yeah. and the COVID. So now people are scared to spend a dollar, yeah. right? Yeah. So everybody has to go through this transition where you have to pivot you have to change your business models based on the new psychology of society right so when i look right. at education you can't have the same education in the world has changed mm -hmm. 10 times mm -hmm. right but the same education is there right so now it's more important than the kid know how to monetize YouTube than it is for them to get African-American studies economically right right, right? right, right. so how do you you know uh, um, justify education and the increased tuition where the education is the same and the world changes which decreases the value of that education um, this is why we have to learn how to evolve with the culture it's very important to understand the culture and how to evolve in the culture um, just like like when I do the movies. When I started doing movies 10 years ago, DVDs were the way. Mm -hmm. So now DVDs are going out now. So now I have to learn how to get streaming sites, working on the streaming site now. So you've got to evolve, That's you've got to adapt, man. Production uh, right yeah. now. Like, like right now. level conversation, the key about it is. Removing uh, you know, the podcast, you know. You, I don't just try to throw the same template on every World video. Views every podcast video needs on something YouTube different. now. Yeah. Subscribe right? to that channel. We may have channel. long streams of conversation, so we need more B-roll. Mm -hmm. I'll be on that channel for a couple of weeks and we'll be live here on the Twitch. But if there's B-roll, it resets attention. Yes, it does. So here on out. Our so, culture, things about design and production are more important than ever because the way we're communicating pivot, now and the way up, that gotta, we're monetizing gotta, our intellectual you know, property have happened. has changed. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to have I don't a media really arm on in their business. Present yes. moment, maybe right? in the future, now you get to be a political pundit that doesn't have to run for just, office, right? right? But yeah. you have the same you influence and sway over somebody like, wow. that is a governor, somebody that is an alderman, or you know, even we see Donald Trump become president through social media. Keep going. So now. The way you strategize and the way you attack your own, you know, business model has to change. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I teach blockchain specifically because I feel like, number one, the ideas of cryptocurrency wasn't about buying low, selling high. It was more so about this allows us to create a whole new decentralized system. Right. If there was ever, and I can't tell you who made it, I can't tell you if there's a nefarious agenda behind it, but if there was ever a technology that we was waiting on, it's the blockchain. Every generation, there exists tools to change the lives of those at the bottom class and at the top. These tools are... Looks like. Right, right. Part of not having a vision is your imagination never being fed, mm -hmm. right? Our imagination is fed from white writers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We get black producers and actors, mm -hmm. but we don't write the scripts. Right. The script is where all the spelling and the magic is. Mm -hmm. This is where people take scripts and movies as true history. They not most people are, are given the benefit that Woman King is a true story right. and that this is accurate depiction. White women wrote that script. Yes. And the slavers are held as heroes. Right. So right. most people are like, yo, we gotta see that, we gotta show our young girls. What are you showing them? You showing them a depiction of once oppressors that sold out black people in America mm -hmm. and holding them up as a way for a young girl to get inspired and gain some confidence because she see a black woman on the screen. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a trick bag. It really is. You understand yeah. me? And they play us like that, mm -hmm. but our responsibility is to say, we get it to our now, she, we get it 19 keys. Mm -hmm. But what we go build, right. right? And this is why I love what you've done because You've built a legacy, mm -hmm. right? And you've built media and film that fosters and feeds the imagination and the vision of our people to where it'd be like, yo, I can now see myself. And I, and I created a whole media apparatus to counter those narratives. Mm -hmm. When I first started doing the Hidden Color series, the reason I did it was because you had movies at the time that were horrible to us spiritually. Remember around 2008, 2009, around that whole period, you had movies like The Help, which was horrible for our psyche to see mm -hmm. black women moping around yeah. under these white people. You had movies like The Blind Side. Mm. You had movies like The Butler. All of these movies, man, had us in these real weird subservient positions. 12 Years a Slave, mm -hmm. where there had to be a white hero saving us. So psychologically, that was draining us. So I had to create something 
that would empower us and make you remember who you are. Okay, let me do something. Let me get all the people that I like, the people that I've read and studied, and let me try something new. There was nothing done like Hidden Colors before, a movie talking about straight up and down hidden black history while we're attacking white supremacy. That was the thing. Yeah. Because that's the kicker, because most people get funding from the dominant society. So you're not going to say too much about the dominant society. That's a fact. At the same time we were getting the stuff together for the Hidden Willis film, Kickstarter was something that was brand new. It was a crowdfunding site. Yes. See, us adapting to technology. Right. That was new. Crowdfunding was very new. And I jumped on that early. So I said to my, my Twitter followers and people, I said, they got something called Kickstarter where we can fund projects that we like. If you guys can put 20,000 on here, I'll do the rest. We got 20,000 in a month. Then we did the movie. It took off. The whole series became history. Mm. So we did something that was based on a need. Yeah. Yeah. How much, how much you think that if a person today want to create their own documentary, what would you, how much you say in a budget should they have? I would say to do a real thorough one, just starting off, um, at least fifty to a hundred thousand dollars okay. to make it thorough, to make it real yeah. comparative to what's on the screen now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've upped the budgets on some of my other films. Like one of my most expensive films was eighteen oh four. Yeah, um, because we had a lot of extras in it. We had a lot of people. We were doing army and war scenes, yeah. and we were using genuine costumes, and we were flying all over the world to film. We filmed in um, um, Europe. That's when I can go to Europe at the time. Well, the UK. We filmed a lot in Haiti. We filmed out here. So we did a lot of reenactment scenes. And um, I try to make my films comparative to what's in Hollywood right yeah. now. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Like, I, I really want to get into more creating docu-series. Yes. You understand me? Yes. Picking these particular topics and diving deep into them and telling these stories in, in, in ways that we just never seen before. Yes, indeed. Right? And the way you tell the story and the aesthetics of it is important. Mm-hmm. When I see the conscious community or even our historians, oftentimes it was never in, it's never any great production. Right. 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 So the knowledge is high, mm-hmm. but the aesthetics is low. Right. And that's important because you go watch something ignorant mm-hmm. where the production it's is high, high, but the content is ignorant, mm-hmm. but I can sit there and enjoy this easier because it's smoother, it's a flow. And the stuff you see on screen, no matter how ignorant it is, it's more influential That's because a fact. it's a clearer picture in the mind. Yeah. It's brighter, it's bigger, so that hits you different. That's a fact. So it's more of a reality thing. So, like, yeah. propaganda is key, and I want to end on this point. Yeah. One of the things that I always talk about, right, is, like, um, creating this propaganda campaign. Mm-hmm. The campaign is essentially, let's say, you know, we take the blackest cities in America, mm-hmm. and across the billboards you see... You know, the black dollar is now circulating $20 in the black community. Mm-hmm. Black families on the rise, right? Um, it says that, you know, black men um, are going to uh, become, I don't know, business owners at a higher rate than they will go to jail, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is you start to put out all of these positive statistics that are counter to the narrative of what exists, that exists today. Mm-hmm. So you start to build up this vision in the head of the people. And one thing I know about vision is that once a person sees something, collective vision, the feeling communicates your drive. <sighs> so it's, if you see a hamburger, I'm hungry. I gotta go eat, mm-hmm. right? Because now I just experienced eating it in my head. Man, that's gonna taste good. Can't wait to taste it. I gotta go experience this feeling. Mm-hmm. So we experience everything twice. Yeah. The vision allows us to experience a new reality for us. So. If there's a campaign that when you walk outside and you see in positive programming, mm-hmm. right, now you are being programmed to create that reality. Because yeah. you feel good about it. Oh, we eating healthier? Wait, you said diabetes down by 50%? That's mm-hmm. what's up. You're not about to then go eat, right, counter to the narrative that you see existing. You want to contribute and add to it. They mm-hmm. said a black dollar is circulating 20%. I mean, uh, 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 20 days. I thought we was like six hours or something like that at first. Man, I'm about to go spend black shoes. Right, I want to be right, a part of that change. Right. So instead, and, and this is why I'm heavy on rappers, because they always talk about what we create, what we see. Sometimes you have to create what you want to see. Right. Right? It's, it's one thing to be reflective. It's another thing to be aspirational. Like the early rap records. Yeah. They didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. Like Sugar Hill Gang, I got a stereo mansion, cars. They would talk about all this stuff. 
and then that manifests itself yeah. into the music later. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's a that's key. True. That's true. And so, you know, um, you also have the Black Museum, yeah. right? Yeah. And this is so important because when we talk about even the royal family and all the things that they stole, we talk about all these things. We we creating the museums also, I believe, gives us a place to where when we lobby and tell these people give us our shit back, we have a place to put it. Yes. Yeah. You, you understand yes. me? Yes. Um, yes. Ooh. I think it was is this like the design mock-up? Right. The Black so Museum, this is pretty. To I want to be there. I want to be able to carry history, it our artifacts, our assets. We want them out of your museums and we want them in our museums. Yes, right? And therefore, when we come and we can tell our story, mm -hmm. if they belong to us, put them where a place where we say we own. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a beautiful future that I see. Mm -hmm. Because I can't go, you know, one museum, that's cool, mm -hmm. right? And, and But we need thousands of yes, them. Yes, we do. We have so much history that we couldn't fill up our history in no museum. We need, million, we need so many to fill up and tell a real true story of who we are, right? Last time I was up in the Bay, brother, I saw about 10 Asian museums yeah. in the Bay. Yeah, a they lot. got a lot. All Asian art, place. Asian history, Asian dance, Asian fashion. Mm -hmm. They have so many places that hold who they are, they can see themselves reflected. Yes, indeed. If they want to learn about themselves, they can walk down the street. If we want to learn about ourselves, where do we go? Right. We have to wait till maybe they have a special. Mm -hmm. And they have a Dr. Martin Luther King special, and they're showing his civil rights history. Right. There should be permanent residency everywhere. And out here, man, what's unfortunate, our tourist attractions, if you want to go to the black neighborhood, to a tourist attraction, you know what the biggest tourist attraction is in L.A.? Mm. Nipsey Hussle's death site where our brother got shot and killed. That's our backwards culture. You, you, you see, that's a tourist attraction in the neighborhood. That's one yeah. of the reasons why I wanted a museum. We, we have to have something more constructive, and you know, God rest my brother, but we have to have something constructive for people who are going to come down to visit yes, the sir. neighborhood. Let yeah. me ask you one last question. This is a different, Yeah. because you know, your early days, mm -hmm. You were a Mac, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Spitting game. Spitting yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 the way I'm I'm, I'm I'm framing it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you have the ability to communicate today. Yeah. Men don't have that ability to communicate anymore. Yeah. There are these things called incels. You heard of that term? Yeah, I heard that term. Involuntary uh, celibate. Yeah, 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 <laughs> something like that with involuntary versions or something like that. So, so from what I hear now, you know, but <laughs> because of their status as incels, and of course you got Manosphere and Red P. Gotta buy something. It's an entry right, fee. Right, Yeah, women have turned themselves into products. Yeah. And men turn themselves into simps. Exactly. You so know what I'm To ATMs. Yeah. So and girls are the products. Okay. Guys, the ATMs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you gotta get offline and this really is get out terrible. And physically and interact with people physically. That's why it's important to go to things like yeah, the Vote Summit and other mm -hmm. events where people are networking with each other in person. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that 100%. I think that the, the, the very qualities that can turn a young male to those rites of passage, mm -hmm. right? Like for me, my older brother. I had him, he had, like, brother was masterful when it comes to gang. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Mm -hmm. So, but. When I was young, early, he he had forced me to go out there and talk to women. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He said, look, man, you go talk to her, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, I, I'd yeah. rather her say no than yeah. fight you. Right, right. But I learned my confidence from that because what I realized, you know, of course, she, she going to say yes. Mm -hmm. So all, I realized all my fears was false. Mm -hmm. You understand right. me? You know, now me, a brother like me, going to have a 98.9% track record of success. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. somebody else may have to go through quantity because the yeah. quality might not be there. Mm -hmm. But you can't give up. But if right. you increase the quality, then your percentage rate changes. Right. And if you if you don't have no confidence because you're not used to talking to people physically, yeah. what happens is when these dudes do get offline, their energy is hostile. Yeah. So it's like, hey, what's your name? Well, I got a boyfriend. Well, fuck you then. You right. know, then it gets real crazy. No and, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Then it gets violent. Yeah, that's okay? a fact. When these dudes don't have no connection, look at the, the, the Dahmer thing. Yeah. This dude was antisocial. He didn't mm. know how to socialize. So then it became about control. He had to control everybody he interacted with. And then that control led into murder. And he had to, then it turned into something else. 
But a lot of people, if you don't know how to interact with people, you want to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So you want to control the interaction because you are so insecure. Any form of rejection will devastate you emotionally. Yeah. So cats got to get out there and do the trial and error. There's a rite of passage. Sometimes you're going to shoot your shot and hit. Sometimes you're going to get this. It happens to the best, but you can't have that fear. Mm. Just like yeah. with boxing, somebody's gonna hit you in the face, right? And they say once you get hit in the face, you're good. Yeah. You know? If you can feel that pain, you know. Because it ties into the. Big oh no. Um. We're gonna take a little bit of an intermission. I'm making chicken. I know it's like ten o'clock, but I'm making like lunch early, early lunch. So I'm preparing it. So I'll be right back. I'm going to play some Lancy while I'm gone and hit the chat. Let me know what you guys are feeling, how you guys are feeling, and if there's anything else you guys want to talk about today. I'm 
I'm in LA, fucking up all the bitch, I ain't kissing on candles. These niggas say hey, because I got all of this and it's just on the ground. And I got a milk bitch with a lamb, who wanna fuck? I'm like, it's man, I'm swinging it up, I'm feeling like bam. I got you on the floor, nobody knows that. I don't give a fuck, I don't give a damn. Hey, niggas, I'll be better, I'll watch this on fan. I need this body and they ready to blow. I just said, these niggas feel like I'm just saying. I'ma keep it playing. Come through, pop this shit up. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, them niggas gon' catch me there. Yeah. I ain't drop that bag, cause I don't care. Go full fight racks and stuff in my jeans. Friends and family on business teams. Friends and family, I'll do what I need. Got money from diamonds, put it with me. I feel my brains, I put on my jeans. That face moves right now, I'm taking a scene. Put up on this bag, with a flip more jeans. Yeah, I told my shit, it's what's real in. Take a proper day, take a doctor away. Fold you hurt, and fold you sudden. We make clean your eyes, put on my chin. It's a lot more cold, you want to learn. Y'all choose a wild bull from Ben. No more rap, but I know what I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> 
I completely forgot about y'all. I was just like really, really fascinated with this chicken. I seasoned it. I put it in the fryer now, the air fryer. And I made myself a little snack. And yeah, so I don't even know why I'm still here. I'm going to like head out. I love you guys so much. I'll see you in the next stream. Peace out. Last off.